from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Mercy One Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mano, and here with me in the Mercy One Studios, Gina No. How are you this morning, Gina? I am very well. And yourself? I'm just fine. Yeah, I'm just you fine. look good. Thank you. Look you. Good. Thank You've you. been taking your walks? Uh, I've been taking my walks. Wow, this and weather been has been trying to do a little perfect. exercising with you know, the stretch bands. Uh-huh. You know, and so you're not back to the gym yet. I'm it, not back to the gym yet. I, yours is open? Yeah, it's uh, well, the same one John goes to. Yes, uh, my husband. Your husband, yes. yeah. And he has not been back. I hadn't seen him over there in a <laughs> while. But anyway, um, going outside in the fresh air is a lot nicer than being cooped up in a gym where there's all these social distancing rules and all that other stuff. So I just go out for these long walks. I used to take my dog on that same route. It's a little over a mile. But uh, he's too old now to yeah. go. Yeah, he's 16, and uh, he has enough to just putting up with the cat during That's the right. day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of a walk might be just a little too much for him. A little too him. much for him. But I go out there, and yesterday uh, I went out with Luann once, and I went out by myself once. I got two of those walks in. So I noticed you got a little bit more color. Isn't yeah. it nice that the humidity's kind of stepped down a little? Yeah, it feels a little bit like we're, you know, just as you're going into fall. Yes. You know, it's getting a little bit cool. And uh, and uh, it feels so a little fallish, even yeah, though we're in I'm, August. Yeah, I'm waiting for the pigskins to go flying, but uh, we're a ways away fall, from that. I think school's about to begin. Yeah, we're going to be so talking about. What do we about, know so about schools here at Faith? We're, we're going to be talking about that in a little bit, especially Catholic schools, especially Catholic schools, and uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, uh, other types of things we're getting out of school when we talk about uh, Antifa. And we talk about higher education and that. And uh, so those are our topics I like today. the connection and, uh, that our um, guest is going to make in the whole Antifa, Antifa. Roger Simon. And, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, he, is, uh, he makes a good connection between the schools and all that's going on that seems so out of place. Right. And he's an opinion writer with Epic Times and he's co-founder of PJ Media. Remember, we've had the executive editor of PJ Media on a couple of months right. ago. And, uh, now, I'm new to this Epic Times. I had no idea that this was such a um, comprehensive Yeah, uh, it is. And I've fun. gotten, they sent me a sample newspaper wanting me to subscribe, of course. And it looks like it's a fairly decent thing, somewhat along the lines of a USA Today or something like that. And, um, and so I'm thinking about Knowing in a few bucks and having it. But I get so much stuff that's mailed to me. Sure. And there are some things that I'd like to read that I don't get around to. I bought a box of books when this uh, pandemic started so I'd have something to read. And I'm only partway partway through those. Of course, I'm getting to the point, too, where at my age, the eyes start to go after a while and things get blurry. So I can't... uh, read a whole lot into the evening like I used to, you know, so sure. and of watching reruns on TV. It distracts you, doesn't it? It distracts it does those reruns. Um, Bar Rescue. I've been watching Bar Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting how uh, how he does that. I 
Don't know if he's a religious man or not, but he gets right to the heart of some people's problems. Right, and I think those shows are interesting from the whole people perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, we Mm -hmm. don't have the state fair for people watching this year, so you know, you you have to find that that somewhere else. That's right. I'll be. I look forward to speaking with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have them up in just a few minutes. And we have a former congressman. Yes, yes. Uh, Tim Hulskamp, who is a former uh, Kansas congressman. He's a senior political uh, uh, advisor for Catholic Vote. Yep. And he's going to talk to us about parochial schools today. Well, be interesting and, to get and, his and what may or may not happen to them and how they fit into the whole educational scheme. So Excellent. That would be kind of good. you got a prayer to open? I do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women and peace among the nations of the earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Gina. This is Faith on Trial, Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be back with our first guest in about three minutes. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. 
And you're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Um, Tim Hillscamp is a former Kansas congressman who is now a senior political advisor to Catholic Vote. He's also a Ph.D., and we'll have to ask him what his Ph.D. is in. But, Doctor, are Smart you there? Man, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I am here. Good morning. Very good. What is the doctorate in? Uh, public policy. Public uh, policy. Well, which made, yeah, which made me the uh, best educated farmer in Meade County, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Well, very good. We'll send you a reward for that. So you know all about sure. education. Well, I've had a lot of it. That doesn't make you an expert on what you're doing. But I also do have a, a high school teaching degree that I picked up along the way. So I've always had some interest in, you know, for kids and uh, as well. So that's it, exactly. If you have children, you care about education. That's for sure. Yep. Well, you yep. Uh, wrote an article about uh, what's at stake for Catholic schools if they don't open this fall. Uh, and we'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. I'd like to also expand this a little bit more about what uh, role Catholic schools should be playing in our society today and how they fit in with the uh, with the educational scheme in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a really big question, and, and uh, particularly, obviously, in our Catholic communities across this country over the history of uh, the nation Catholic schools, even before the history of America, Catholic schools have played a tremendous role in our Catholic parishes, but also a societal role, and they've been uh, tremendously uh, successful in all kinds of measures. Uh, but what we're seeing now is that uh, Catholic schools have always been crunched for, for money and always faced uh, a lot of tough times, but the pace of closure is accelerating, particularly in this COVID-19 arena, and that's what I'd like to, to talk about moving forward here. Sure. Uh, let's get on it. What happens if the schools uh, don't open? Well, there are already uh, over 100, maybe I think the last number was 132 schools have already announced they are not reopening, uh, not only uh, uh, this fall, but ever. And a lot of it has to do with historical financial difficulties in our Catholic schools in various parts of the country. Uh, but for those that uh, I fear, for those that uh, are not going to open for in-person instruction at all or uh, a delayed start, uh, that number can grow dramatically because our parents that are paying uh, the, the you know tuition, which you know I think in your diocese supports about half of the uh, of the funding, uh, they're being crunched on one end and uh, uh, many losing their jobs or temporarily out of work or uh, reduced hours, and now expected to pay perhaps even more tuition. And uh, and there's less coming from our parishes. Uh, you know, in, in many dioceses, uh, the numbers I, I'm hearing are up to 90% reduction in, in collections, which uh, m- many of those dollars in multiple dioceses go to support our schools. So financially, being uh, the parents are being uh, hurt, uh, the dioceses are being hurt, and, and our schools are, are are in difficult circumstances. And uh, but uh, I, I tell you, as a Catholic school parent, I'm hearing from other parents in our Catholic school that. Uh, once they leave, uh, they're probably never coming back again. And it's just a tough decision. I already making those sacrifices, and uh, it just becomes one more of those. So I've been encouraging um, uh, you know, uh, political involvement and in action, uh, looking for help from the state and the federal level, and we're seeing that out of the current Trump administration, a uh, strong advocate for uh, private schools, but also encouraging uh, parents and others to, to work with their, their, their pastor and, uh, and the diocese to say, hey, what? can we do to keep them afloat uh, in these most difficult times? 
Well, I notice uh, uh, from the information that you uh, put in this uh, article, uh, what's at stake if Catholic schools don't open in the fall, that uh, the Catholic schools have a tremendous record, especially in dealing with people who uh, or students that would be uh, uh, hard pressed to, to 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 succeed in public schools. In other words, some of the uh, minority students, the Latino, uh, African American students, and that that they because of smaller class sizes and that, if you can get them into those schools, they seem to thrive there. Yeah, there's there is no doubt, and and uh, whether or not the researchers like it, and, and they keep coming after this debate are are our private Catholic schools more successful than the public schools and every study I've seen is without a doubt uh, they do a better job and I was actually on a phone call with uh, a number of archbishops and and cardinals and and Catholic school leaders Uh, I had a conference call with uh, President Trump back in May and uh, I think it was a cardinal from uh, Boston indicated now we're we're doing uh, uh, all of this at half the cost of the government school Exactly. Yeah, the studies show that over and over, and that's where you get a twenty-four billion dollars savings nationally. The fact that these schools uh, are serving uh, these students that otherwise would be in the public school. I right. mean, the, the cardinal from Boston indicated, you know, you know, if we said all our, they, they couldn't even handle, they couldn't even handle those numbers. So it's a tremendous savings. But more importantly, as Catholics, we know it's not just the savings in terms of dollar amount. It's it's a true investment that in uh, not only. Uh, fantastic education compared to the public schools, but it nurtures also the body and their soul and the mind as a whole. And it's, it's, it's probably the principal way that we evangelize our youth and evangelize the community with our non-Catholic students uh, that are in those schools. So a tremendous, uh, you know, savings and obviously a tremendous cost. Yeah, I know. But again, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a product of Catholic schools, and I know when I was uh, in grade school, there was nothing like a nun with a ruler to get you to learn. <laughs> I think that stereotype is lost. But I'll tell you, the the fact that we build such great character in our in our students in the Catholic schools with a good moral upbringing. I know we all have anecdotal stories of how it helped this family or that family or this student or that student. Or um, oftentimes we'll. Um, I know in our schools we've um, had children come into attendance that have been in the public schools and have been unruly and no one else will take them, and we've helped turn their lives around. And um, So more than the money, I think that it's important to our culture and to our society to have uh, these these schools. It was almost like a brotherhood. Sure, exactly. Like a family situation when I was growing up. Yes. Yeah, and I didn't have the opportunity to, uh, I was in a small rural western Kansas town. We barely had enough kids for the uh, public school, <laughs> when arguably we did not have on that. So there was really no opportunity. We were actually really in mission diocese where there weren't a lot of schools. So you missed that opportunity mm-hmm. and that growth of community. And uh, But uh, you go a little bit further in uh, bigger diocese in Kansas, you do see where the Catholic schools not only build that community and that character and that academic excellence, but it became a training ground for, uh, you know, uh, you know, developing, uh, uh, you know, priests and nuns and uh, and uh, put that together. So that, that seems to be, and this is in the Wichita Diocese, which I was most recently in before moving to Chicago. And you see where you put that together and you, you actually develop, uh, you, you grow the church and you, you grow uh, 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 young priests as well. So that's all part of that uh 
what what is so important about our, our CAVA schools. I noticed that in some parts of the country, I saw some news stories that literally the government is stepping in and saying, if our uh, public schools can't open, your Catholic school cannot open um, until it's safe for whatever their guidelines might be. And the Catholic schools and the parents are pushing back and saying, no, this is, we want the schools to be open. We have a great plan to keep everyone safe. Um, how, how, is that an overstep of our government to dictate how our Catholic schools can operate? Well, I'm aware, yeah, yes, it is to answer that question. I'm aware of a situation, I think it's in Montgomery County, uh, Maryland, right. and uh, where they, they said, nope, you can't do that. And uh, so I think it's a tremendous oversight. But don't forget the U.S. Supreme Court just you know ruled, what, two weeks ago that, uh, that in the state of Nevada, you could keep churches closed, but casinos open. And so the Caesar's Palace has a right to be open, but our Catholic churches uh, do not, or Calvary Chapel in this particular case. And so, yeah, I think it's a dramatic overstep. And you see that that's part of a bigger issue as well, or a related issue during this election season, because we are seeing not just this, uh, you know, uh, indirect attack on on our faith, but some direct attacks with, I think, uh, you know, Devastating news across this country, over, over 60 attacks on Catholic churches, Catholic statues, Catholic institutions, Catholic cemeteries, Catholic graveyards, as well as a rampage of anti-Catholic sentiment and hatred that we haven't seen probably since the, the time of the KKK. It has really accelerated uh, recently during this time, which is, which is scary. And so on top of this, we're talking about Catholic schools and folks that don't like the, the competition uh, because the Catholic schools do such a great job at half the cost. I'd like to say I can't prove the first half of the statement, uh, but the second half is true. They do twice the job at half the cost. Well, analytically, uh, but, uh, you can prove that, sure. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. You know, and as we as a public debate the civil rights issues of this, of this great nation, um, I think Catholic schools tend to be an equalizer in that area, uh, helping to under... Um, underserved individuals, students to be uh, more successful and um, provide them a really good quality education without the um, drawbacks of maybe the public school in, in their communities. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And there's, uh, you know, there's uh, good and bad history in in, uh, in the church in this country. But uh, we have a proud history, particularly in New Orleans is a great example. Washington, D.C. is another example where it was the Catholic schools that integrated first and, and the government said, you can't do that. And, and the uh, leaders of the church at the time said, we're going to do that anyway. We are going to integrate our New Orleans uh, Catholic schools in violation of your law. We're going to do it in Washington, D.C., in violation of your city law and your code and your national discrimination against uh, African Americans at that time. And uh, so they've led many battles uh, across this country. And if you look across some of our biggest cities, uh, you know, New York City is a great example uh, of the Catholic schools that are serving the uh, toughest parts of the community, the, exactly. the poorest parts of the community, doing a tremendous job. And, and these, these kids can learn. You just got to give them the opportunity. You got to give them a bunch of love. And that's, uh, frankly, what uh, I think most of our public schools miss because they, they're not permitted or they choose not to to provide that character development, that moral component that you got to have for a successful education. You've got to understand there's a spiritual nature to us. And if you want to ignore that, you're just going to ignore uh, the most important uh, education of, uh, of our children. Well, and you bring up um, 
the influence of the Catholic schools in these uh, larger communities like New York. I think the success of the Catholic school, I would argue, has uh, led the public school system to be able to um, design these charter schools. I think they're, they're, they're using the example of the parochial schools to to further the education of the students with the use of these independent charter schools? Well, they are. And, uh, you know, if we would let uh, parents across America make the choice uh, and give them the means to do so, there is no doubt our Catholic schools couldn't hold, at least until we expanded, we couldn't hold back all these kids that would want to come. Parents are desperate, uh, you know, whether you go to, uh, probably the best example, that's Milwaukee, where people line up every year, please let my child get into a private school of our choice, mainly Catholic school. Washington, D.C., same thing, a long line. Uh, you know, people think they're winning the lottery if mom gets uh, son or daughter into a Catholic school of their choice. And uh, and that's that's the type of demand that's out there. And yeah. that's also what I do believe that's why the public schools really push back. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, we'd lose all these students if we gave them a, a true choice. Uh, but we did have a Supreme Court decision, Espinoza, which uh, hopefully begins right. to erase decades of anti-Catholic sentiment that was built in the Constitution. Yeah, the Blaine Amendment. states, mm-hmm. the Blaine Amendment. And that was all about hatred of Catholics and hatred of, quote-unquote, papists. And uh, to think, here we are in 2020, that uh, you know, Donald Trump liked the decision, by the way, but Joe Biden thought it was outrageous that the Espinoza would say, you know, Catholic school you know, religious uh, schools of other types would have equal access. Uh, uh, but that's what the Supreme Court narrowly decided. So the door is open. And so we're asking state and local politicians, elected officials, and federal ones to say, hey, let's let's be fair and equal treatment here and give parents a choice and, and make that a, a real opportunity for them. And uh, But things are tied everywhere, and the government says, uh, as well as, as families. And uh, But if our Catholic schools can just hold on, I think uh, on the other side is a tremendous opportunity to expand and develop not, not just our Catholic schools, but more importantly, our opportunity to evangelize our communities through our students and through the education of our students and, Un- and their families. Unfortunately, too. though, um, charter schools and Catholic schools have become uh, the subject of uh, uh, political argumentation back and forth. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of the, the football out there that's getting bad back and forth. Uh, where do you see all of this going? Um, what happens to funding for not only Catholic schools but charter schools? I mean, you've been in Congress. You've heard these um, arguments before, and you've seen the, the battles and the upshots uh, from them. Yeah. Uh, what politically does it look like for Catholic and yeah, charter that, schools? Yeah, yeah it, it looks tough. It always has. I also served uh, before uh, my six years in Congress, and uh, thankfully that crosses over. Uh, but <laughs> thank for, you for your service. <laughs> yes, pray pray for all our folks, uh, both uh, you know what I would say, good or bad. It is tough. It's tough on families. I also served for uh, fourteen years in the state legislature, and you you think that uh, if you actually group in uh, home education with uh, with uh, Catholic schools, I mean it's just a fraction of of the of the total numbers, and you'd think that the public schools and their lobby would just worry about their 90% of the students. In some states, it's much higher. Some states, a little bit lower. But it's a small fraction. But it's the fraction that really embarrasses them because we are so successful at, at such a lower cost. And, and we're real competition to them, even though it's a small 
place in 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 the market and uh and so instead of worrying about whether they're going to open up and, and do it in a way that's uh, successful for and safe for our students uh you know you got the case in montgomery county they say well nope you can't do it you know you can't go do that right and uh so it's uh and unfortunately it's become a very partisan issue where uh the the teachers union in nearly every state is uh, perhaps the most powerful lobby there is, and they certainly are very f- powerful in Washington. And, and so you have, uh, you know, one party, the Democrat Party, and, and Joe Biden are totally opposed. Joe Biden used to be for charter schools. He just now announced that we need to shut those all down. We can't have any competition for our, our public schools. Uh, he's certainly opposed to any ch- tax credits. He has, you know, he had the opportunity to send his kids to a Catholic school. He yes. was able to go to a Catholic school, Excellent. and that's what you see is the irony that some of the best educated and leaders in our country are products of Catholic schools, but then they don't want that choice for others, and uh, are they, uh, you know, do not want to encourage that choice in others. So uh, there is a debate going on right now in, in a number of state capitals, but uh, particularly in Washington, as they debate the next round of funding related to COVID and. Uh, you know, the public schools, you know, want you know hundreds of billions of dollars, and the Trump administration says, okay, uh, we we want to make sure private schools get their share, just like they did in the Paycheck Protection Program. I think this is the first time ever in the history of the country we've had direct support for our Catholic churches and our, our Catholic schools, and, and many participated in that, in that around the country, and that's helped a few of the Catholic schools survive. Uh, and, and 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 be ready to open uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Um, uh, across the country, but uh, many uh, many have not, and uh, so it's a difficult time. And uh, as I uh, visit with uh, you know political leaders and, and media across the country, I say, well, please encourage our politicians to do the right thing. But please encourage our, our church leaders as well as our pastors and our, our schools. Is uh, you know, please open up. I can tell you as uh, as one uh, Catholic school parent to, uh, reporting for, I think a lot of others across this country have. If our Catholic schools aren't available this fall for in-person instruction, they're going to make the hard decision. Says, why would I be paying extra for a e-learning environment that we all agree is is not as successful as in-person instruction? We can do this safely, and uh, but uh, don't miss this opportunity. Particularly if the, the public school isn't opening, it's uh, it sends a powerful message that we can do both. We can be safe and effective, and actually, we can be even more effective than uh, than that what is not happening down the street. Well, well we, we have to watch. We have to talk to our leaders, and uh, most importantly, we have to pray about this. It's a very important. Yes. Unfortunately, we're out of time, Congressman. Thank you for joining us. We certainly appreciate your uh, your information here, and we uh, uh, we all wish you luck. yeah wish you luck in what you're doing, and and uh, we'll get on our knees and say a few prayers for you. Maybe that'll help you out a little hey. bit too. Uh, that'd be great as well. I mean, you can check out our website at catholicvote.org, and uh, we have to live out our faith in our, in our schools as well as in our in the public realm. So thank you for the opportunity to join your show. Thank you very much. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be back right after these messages. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll get partly sunny skies through the afternoon, our temperature hitting about 80, and we do have a slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm. Overnight, just cloudy with mid-60s, getting a little gusty tomorrow with a warm front headed our way, maybe a few afternoon storms, partly cloudy and about 85. The weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. And you're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Roger Simon is an opinion writer for Epic Times. He's also the co-founder of PJ Media. And um, interesting thing from his biography, he's an Oscar-nominated screen, screenwriter. So we'll have to check with him and see if he can get oh, us into Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, types. see yes. if see if he can get us in the movies. Roger, how are you this morning? <laughs> I can't get you into movies. Oh, you can't? Uh, <laughs> well, Gina would make a, a lovely leading woman. Yeah. <laughs> How nice oh, no, of you, Gina. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be a good klutzy bartender or something, you know. <laughs> you typecast you us. I think you just got a new movie idea. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, right. Welcome. You uh, you wrote a uh, an article that appeared in Epic Times. Uh, Antifa is a natural product of our educational system. Uh, interesting title. It was an interesting article. Uh, why don't you uh, we start off with you giving us a little bit of a thirty second or so uh, review of the uh, or summary of the article. Well, well, the idea is essentially that our schools for many many years and and even more now than before, are essentially teaching warmed-over Marxism to, to the kids in America. And all the way, this goes from kindergarten to Ph.D. I mean, that's the dominant 
thing because it's it's become a cult a replicated culture, meaning that people go through the universities where they've been essentially taught Marxism or a low grade Marxism, different varieties of it, and they go back to become the teachers in the third grade or or teaching at community colleges or whatever. So the system is like a it's a closed system, and and our kids are being essentially indoctrinated, and so Antifa which is kind of an ex- obviously an extremist, violent anarchist group. Uh, anarchy, anarchists, all the anarchists ended up as Marxists in the Soviet Union, if you know your history of that period. See, uh, you know, it's just sort of the outgrowth of that. They're doing in the streets what what their teachers said was kind of okay. You know, not explicitly okay, but kind of okay, if you know mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll wink and nod while you go out and do what you need to yeah. do. Yeah, and also, I will add to it that it's been discovered that many of those people in the black masks of Antifa are um, actually teachers, which is a frightening thought. Yeah, I've noticed that from some of the arrest records. That some of these people are teachers yeah. or counselors at yeah. high schools and, 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 and professors. Yep. It's, it's, it's rather scary. I mean... And it's also, you know, it just shows that they they have learned by this thing called critical theory that democracy is an illusion and that uh, they have to just take what they want by any means necessary rather than a vote. All right. How did this all get started? What, what do you trace this back to? Well, I didn't get into that in my article, but I, I will say that, it, you know... This I don't you mentioned the Frankfurt to, School in that, so... Yeah, we went yeah, back yeah to, I do. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think it goes back even before that. The Frankfurt School, of course, is, uh, uh, to some of your listeners may know, is a kind of an import from Europe that occurred right after World War II of, of Marxist intellectuals who had this new way of looking at the revolution because the working class, for some reason, didn't think communism really worked for them. So they reinvented it in in terms of this thing called critical theory, which is, in essence, says, uh, you know, uh, blacks were deprived, so they should, you know, sort of revolution. Latinos should be, gays should be, etc. Any interest group is automatically right. And uh, so this is what we're seeing played out on the streets in a, you know, a very sad and idiotic manner. Um, it also may go back to the progressive education of John Dewey and so forth. And who are the leaders of this group? I haven't been able to kind of figure out, like, who speaks for them? How did, who organizes them? Well, for Black Lives Matter, you can um, you can trace it back to New York Post. I just linked to it the other day. The New York Post of June 25 is an uh, interesting article. This woman, Priscilla, I give her second name, is one of the two, you know, uh, co-founders of Black Lives Matter. Then said to to the press that we are that our leadership are quote trained Marxists unquote. So those, you know, but they don't need. You know, they don't need explicit leaders, because if you look to the um, Islamic uh, radical movements of, that, of the Middle East, you know, there were, there were, I don't know, maybe 50 or 100 of these different groups like Al-Qaeda. They didn't need Bin Laden to tell them what to do. They all, 
were, you know, playing to the same drummer. <laughs> so it's almost a copycat in, in our very um, technologically advanced communication system worldwide. We're able to express these things to individuals throughout the world, and they could just copycat and begin their own. Yeah, they see it 10 minutes after it happens. So you're, you're totally right. So, you know, that way the, the old-fashioned leadership methods of Comrade Stalin as an example sure. <laughs> don't, 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 are no longer necessary, although my suspicion is that it will morph into that if we don't watch out, because China is a good example. I mean, Xi Jinping is uh, the, the most um, ironclad leader they've had in many years. And <laughs> it's not by accident that's happened. And, it, and he uses the technology completely. They're involved in their social credit system. If you're in the, your listeners should check out that, that's really scary. And, um, you know, so they use the technology. The technology can be flipped over into a dangerous dictator in 10 minutes. And, and so I, I don't. You know, you say that this is in their education system from uh, kindergarten through college level, honestly. Uh, and our college system is the one that's educating these teachers. Uh, do you feel like that's the self-fulfilling um, eventualism of the um, the fact that these kids are being indoctrinated at such a young age? Absolutely. Yeah, but I think there's some good news in all this. I don't know if you Sure. Me. Thank and you. And the good news... And the good news is the pandemic, and I'll tell you why. That's also, you know, ironic. Obviously, it's it's getting a lot of people to question the education of their kids at all levels. I would uh, agree. You know, people pay and people paying fifty, seventy thousand dollars a year to get their kids to college. I mean, it's crazy, and they're they're wondering what's really going on for their money. And as people are sitting at home, they're starting to educate themselves a bit more on this. And homeschooling that's going on is a, probably a positive thing in general. Difficult for a lot of parents, but it's but it's a positive movement because it's you know it's more practical. It's breaking and, that chain uh, to the exactly to the yeah movement so, in college. So let's hope that's happening. I know my wife and I are working on a project in that direction. Lots of people are. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, well, I'm just wondering, in, in we, we had a previous part of this segment of this uh, program this morning. We talked about the, uh, the the benefit of the Catholic schools or the parochial school system in the nation. How do you feel that we're doing in our parochial schools, or is it seeping into into those uh, schools? Well, it has. Well? You know, it has seeped into some degree, but the parochial schools are still largely better. Uh, you know, I'm Jewish, and some of the 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 Orthodox Jewish parochial schools are good, and certainly many of the Catholic schools have a great educational tradition that's um, much more. Besides the religious education the children are getting, they're they're very some some of them, not all of them, because of this infiltration. But many are still, you know, in that Jesuit tradition of a great kind of solid education in the classical sense, which is what people need. And I feel so like. The character of the student is um, very well formed in a Catholic school. The respect for authority and the mm-hmm. respect for our elders and the respect for other human beings of any denomination, color, creed, you name it. Yes, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, 
on balance, it's certainly much better than what's going on in the public system. Uh, uh, you know, but as you, as you mentioned, it's it can't help but having been infiltrated in, into into this too, because it's part of the culture. I mean, it's it's everywhere. So uh, you know, I think that that uh, Catholic parents should be on guard about it too. I mean, yeah. not automatically assume um, you know they're getting. Uh, uh, exactly what they want. Yeah, uh, it seems to me that uh, you know we talk about uh, these Marxist uh, beliefs and teachings that occur in a lot of colleges to one extent or another, uh, but that spreads out not only uh, from academia, but it spreads into all other areas too. It seems to me. Uh, for example, we seem right now to be uh, 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 politicizing almost everything, and it, and I, I we've got business people. Uh, who you would think would not be uh, favorable at all to Marxism or anything like that, mm-hmm. coming out and supporting a lot of these organizations. Look how much money that uh, Black Lives Matter has collected from uh, business and, and corporations. Um, these people are getting yeah, these know, ideas someplace, yeah. It's terrible. And, uh, uh, you know, it's so, I think it emanates out from the educational system, though, because the whole social justice warrior movement, which was inherently Marxist and so forth, uh, actually created an atmosphere where this is happening all over, obviously, in the media and in entertainment, too. But, the, 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 you know, the thing about the media and entertainment is you can look elsewhere. and for, for There are media out there that are, I could advertise the Epic Times where I work, but other ones. And... You, you have some choice, but in schools, people don't have much choice. They got to go to school, you know. It's, it's enforced indoctrination. It's, it's the worst of it, in a way. It, it, it's where it all begins, and it just gets uh, passed but, along. But, yeah, yeah. I think you know those corporate leaders who are doing this are are uh, you know doing it to protect themselves and to anesthetize themselves from. As the you know, fellow travelers right. used to refer to them, you're, they're useful idiots. Uh, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and this 1619 program uh, that's uh, starting to populate the school system now, that coming from the same uh, uh, genesis here uh, of uh, yep. this Marxist type uh, ideology. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Huh. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's totally from that uh, situation. All of a sudden, I have a, I, yeah, we, a, 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 a dog issue here. A work-from-home <laughs> issue. Yeah. Yes. Everybody He's, works from home these days. Exactly. Yeah. Even the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I moved to another room. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> so the, uh, um, I, yeah, so the... Um, what were we talking the about? 1619 the 1619 program, right? 1619, right. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewritten history that they're teaching in the schools to our students. Yeah. Yeah, well, the 1619 program was kind of a deliberate act of that. I mean, it's uh, instigated by the New York Times, whose, whose influence on our culture is is horrifying. So it's yeah. because all 90% of the media sort of takes their orders from the New York Times. Speaking of the media, it's kind of interesting that we've had a couple of big-name dropouts recently. We've had the uh, opinion writer for the uh, New York Times a couple of weeks ago who quit and uh, released uh, her letter to uh, the yes. publisher that, uh, you know, 
uh, scathing criticism of the Times. We had just uh, this past week a producer from MSNBC did the same thing. Uh, and we've had a number of people over the years. I guess we had somebody from New Yorker magazine do the same thing. You think maybe somebody might be catching on to what's going on here and, and trying to move away into uh, other media outlets like Epic Times? Oh, I, I, it's clearly happening, but it's not happening fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> not enough people. But, you know, it's very, one of the things that's interesting is it's very hard for people to wake up uh, uh, in the real sense, not the, the not woke. Not the woke, yes, sense. I was going to say, correct yourself. That sort of puts you to sleep. But, but that's sort of the opposite of woke. Woke is the opposite of woke. Sure. Yeah. But, but they have... Uh, uh, you know, it's very hard because people, A, lose jobs, lose friends, lose all... I mean, it's changing sides in, the, in, the, in this highly politicized society. is a, is a courageous act. Mm-hmm. The Epic Times can be found online. I think you got a website for that? Yes, it's the epictimes.com. <laughs> Just epictimes.com. Okay, and I do know the, that... The, the epictimes.com. And the... The Epic Times is interesting because I used to, you know, I ran PJ Media for many years. Right. The the Epic Times is, is different from most because it's also still producing and believes in a um, hard copy newspaper. Right. I've seen so, it, mm-hmm. and, and it's in uh, and the and it's in many languages, uh, including Chinese, of course, because in Mandarin, because uh, you know it came out of of people who were rebelling against the communist regime there. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, if you're interested in China, which everybody should be, um, I, I think their coverage of, of what's going on in China is is better than any you'll find anywhere. Mm-hmm. In well, I'd like to make a plug for Epic Times. When I read it, I like it because it gives you, it answers all of your questions. When I'm done with an article, I seldom have, well, wait, what was, you know, I seldom have a question about what was being written and the story that's trying to be expressed. Yeah. It does a good balance of, of both sides. It, um, it, I really enjoy reading the articles. Well, they make an effort. It's well edited. And, you know, years ago, I wrote for the New York Times. And they never touched, they never even, you know, they just ran, believe it or not, I mean, I was thrilled as a young, I was more on the left then. To be published in the eighties by the New York Times. Sure. Mm-hmm. My mother, Absolutely. My mother, my mother was impressed. <laughs> Proud but, Jewish mom there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 but uh, ironically, they never edited what I wrote at all. But <laughs> that has changed. With, with, with the Epic Times, I have a, uh, you know, they don't over edit me, but I, I have a very you know, uh, back and forth with the publisher all the time on what I'm writing. Yeah. In a collegial, collegial manner, there's no hostility involved in the slightest amount. But, but it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's an interesting operation. The other thing I can say, I, I've only been with them for about half a year, is that I've been a couple of times to their New York office, and you think you're in Hong Kong. <laughs> there's so many... There, there, there are so many uh, you know, Mandarin speakers there, you know, natives, and th- which gives them a tremendous asset when things are going on over there, like sure. know, the virus, the virus, the, of course, the virus issues. Right. They, 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 
just pick up their their phone to their friends and they're gabbing away in in in, in Mandarin or some other Chinese dialect <laughs> and getting information that that no one else has. So that's, well, that's good. That's, that's, that's the epic. The dot com. We'll refer yeah. people there, and we're just about out of time here, Roger, so we got to thank you for joining us. Great information. Um, well, it's a pleasure. Ch- check out theepictimes.com, and uh, you can subscribe to their print edition if you want. Uh, I think there's a link right there on the website. You can do that. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll have you back one of these days and talk more about uh, what's happening with Antifa and these other organizations. I hope not too much. Okay, thank you. You're listening to Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Partial support for Catholic Women Now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own, in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com. The Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good.
You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and Gina and I are back uh, to close out the show here. Interesting two guests, weren't they? That that was, and very timely, I think, talking about education. Um, you know, there's it's it's in the news. Everyone's wondering when the students are going back. Will they get to stay in their mm-hmm. classrooms? Um, and it really affects our Catholic schools. I um, I've heard rumors that, as I anticipated with the public schools kind of in flux as to what's going to happen next, our enrollment at our Catholic schools may increase, and I'm hoping that's the ultimate effect mm-hmm. for the benefit of students across this, the state and the diocese. Um, I heard rumors that maybe St. Augustine, our parish, is close to capacity at the school already, so that's wonderful news. Um, I pray for those teachers and those students and the families, but it's a very essential mission for our parish, it you know it, it draws families and young lives, um, helps our parish grow and stay vibrant, and, and and I love our Catholic schools. Right, and not only just for the parish, but for the whole community. And you can see from uh, what both of our guests have told us about how Catholic education fits into the uh, whole educational system in the United States and how well Catholic schools have done and what some of the problems are with Catholic schools as far as funding and, and things like that. Uh, these days, and how they have somehow become a political football, too, in the upcoming sure. political election. Yeah. You raised a good point that I hadn't really examined closely, that, you know, a lot of our political leaders are um, products of, of the public school system or have sent Catholic their children, yeah. products of the Catholic school system, and have sent their, their children also mm-hmm. to Catholic schools, and yet now they seem very anti-Catholic Yeah, they climbed school. up the ladder, and now they want to pull it up behind them. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Uh, as somebody who went to Catholic schools all my life and then com- finished at a Jesuit institution. I was yeah, going to say, uh, even all through college. Yeah, yeah. Law all degree. Right. Well, it's something to keep in mind and pray for, especially in this political year as we are turning into becoming a political football. But um, let's end in our prayer right now. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thus into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's uh, it for now. Join us next week for another edition of Faith on Trial. We're going to be talking next week about a, a proposal in the Illinois legislature to strip out history class from the curriculum. Very, very inappropriate. Inappropriate. And we'll, we'll talk about that next week. We'll see you here. Have, till then, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imaging Ingredients.